Soapy, let's move on to the final part. And we're about an hour in, Soapy. And I feel like this is going to go for an hour more because uh, this is the really big topic. What What were you saying? So I may as well get comfortable. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. So the last thing we're going to talk about is this was the topic that I originally pitched to Soapy of like, let's start with this one. It wasn't until later on that I at so how this whole how this whole podcast came to be. I asked Soapy, hey, would you like to do a wrestling podcast? Soapy said, yeah, that sounds fun. What do you want to talk about first? And I said, let's do something easy. Let's do Roman and talk about his uh, his title reign and how crappy it's been. I shouldn't say crappy. It's just bad for wrestling. And then we added the Edge and the CM Punk thing as they happened. But this was the main thing that we were coming in with. And Soapy Edge has been pretty much the beginning of the tribal chief. Has been. Do you remember the exact date? I'll remember it that way. A month and a year. Do you remember the, the, the month and year that we got the official Here's Roman back and was like the official start of the Tribal Chief. No, I think I know the match at least. Give me the match because you're probably right. Was it was it Fiend versus Braun Strowman and that's when he came back with the contract? He dick kicked the Fiend out of existence? It was. So I don't Sorry, know if this was. Kicked? I don't know if this was that one or the pay-per-view after, but it was Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman defeated the Fiend. Yes, yeah, because The Fiend was champion, Braun Strowman by pinfall, in a no-holds-barred triple threat match for the Universal Championship. Soapy, the date on that, August 30th, 2020. Soapy, what is today's date? August 30th. We are recording this, Soapy, three years to the day that Roman Reigns' is tribal chief graced our screens. And here's the thing. I'm going to be really salty about this, but I will say this. When it first started, I was actually refreshed. Oh, man, Roman's so good as a heel. This is the character. And, like, there have been parts of the tribal chief storyline that I have liked some of the Sammy Zayn stuff night one of mania with Sammy and KO winning the titles. Perfect. The problem is Roman reigns. Like we, we talked about CM Punk and his ego earlier. Roman reigns also has a huge ego because from what I've, heard seen everywhere roman has creative control so you can correct me if i'm wrong on this has creative control on the tribal chief stuff i'm so assuming so why would why would he give up the titles why would he why wouldn't he just hold them forever and the thing that really irritates me is Paul Heyman, and I'm not mad at Paul for this because this could be just Paul riling people up because Paul Heyman's really good at that. But it was after the last pay-per-view we had with Roman where he's like, man, with this Tribal Chief storyline, we're not even done with it. We're not even to the good stuff. If this was a baseball game, we're in the bottom of the third. And I'm like, the bottom of the third? 
we better be in the eighth inning because this has gone way too long. And like the reason why I hate the tribal chief storyline now is so it should have ended last year at mania mania should have been, they pulled the, they, the Usos, they pulled the right string there. Cody Rhodes should have been champion. We did not need the tribal chief anywhere near that because I'll be completely honest. What this has done. Yes, we got the heavyweight title back. Cool. Everyone loves the heavyweight title. However, it's still the B championship to the A championship, which is the one that Roman Reigns has. It's just all of his. You say it all the time during his pay-per-views now. All of his matches are literally the same. You script them out as we're watching it. Soapy will be like, this is coming. This is coming. This is coming. And everyone can see it. Everyone can see it. They're exactly the same. I don't need to see him go up with Jey Uso again. I don't need him to go up with Sammy again. I just need him to lose the titles because here's the thing that WWE has created. Yes, they wanted him to beat, what was it, Hulk Hogan? Was that what they were chasing? Yeah, he's going after Hogan's record. Like, I get it. You want Hogan, but like, so I've never been a fan of long, like really long title reigns because in my mind, they're not always bad, but they're very hard to get right. And the reason why they're very hard to get right is it's very easy for it to, to go stale. It's very easy to have lulls in the story. And right now, Romans is stale. It's stale. It's to the point where every Roman match, I don't even believe the other side can win. The only way I pop is like, oh, finally, is this going to end? And like, I feel like when they find like, and this is this is why I think it's the worst right now. And I'll ask you what you think about this last part, Soapy. The great thing about a title reign to me when it ends is not expecting it to end. Like, whoa, okay, that happened. The pop from it. When Roman finally loses, it's not going to be like a, whoa, Roman finally lost. It's going to be a, oh, thank God that's over. It's going to be a relief of like, oh, thank God. Thank God that chapter's behind us. That's not good. That does, that, that means it's gone stale and it's basically also holding the entire WWE storyline hostage. Yeah, it's one of those weird of like, because I'm not as against it as you are, and I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you're entirely against it, but it's me, had good I've, moments. Yeah, to me, I think it's reached its crescendo. Well, crescendo, if I could ever speak English. Crescendo. I am now watching every word I say. <laughs> oh no! I got in his head. <laughs> yeah rent for you up there no, like it hit its crescendo like mm-hmm. it's to me i think cody was the peak of what you're gonna get because yeah. obviously you know like yeah you had the sammy stuff and that was mm-hmm. really interesting before that the bloodline was starting to get boring before sammy joined everyone was starting to get tired of it. We're like oh are we really gonna get this and then sammy joined and then re- reinvented it and revived it mm-hmm. now sammy's gone from it again and we're slowly starting to head back into that like uh like do we really care because I mean, at this point, I'm gonna be completely honest. It's basically just Roman and Solo right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because Jimmy's technically not back in, Jay's out. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, so we now have arguably the two most boring members of the Bloodline left. Mm-hmm. 
how do you continue this, especially now with the fact that Roman, I'm pretty sure, is hurt? So he's not going to be on TV. So now, how do you keep people interested? Because I know people have used the, like, oh, you know, like, it's he's not on TV all the time. Because then when he is, you pay attention. And, like, and that's the thing. The YouTube views show people like the bloodline. Mm-hmm. It's some of the most viewed stuff they've ever done on YouTube. Except for LA Knight. Aside from, like, L.A. Knight, but that's, that's, he's the wild card here. Me, I think it's at that weird moment of, I do think it's going to be more of a cathartic, like, thank God it's over. Mm-hmm. I think you missed, I think you missed the golden opportunity to cement Cody as a star. The problem is of where, listen, Cody is a star. I'm not denying it. I'm not being a salty AEW boy when I say that. Mm-hmm. Cody is an absolute stud. I love him. I hope he does great things everywhere he goes. Like, but he's just kind of existed since that feud. Like, I didn't care about his stuff with Brock personally, mostly because mm-hmm. I'm like, why is he feuding with Brock? Is Brock just the ultimate hater, and that's the storyline? Yeah. Like, you're that's ta- just my thing. Okay. Just real quick, you're talking about the Cody-Brock one, right? Yeah. How I... Cody's whole feud since then has just been... I hates him for some reason. I will say, I... The thing that saved that that feud for me was the very unscripted moment we got from Brock at yeah. SummerSlam, Hug right? At the end. Like the like that yeah. to me was like, oh, okay. Like at least something like that surprisingly like came out of it. Um, do we know exactly what Roman's injury is, or was it just I, he had an injury at SummerSlam? Yeah, he got hurt during the tribal combat match. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are assuming it's something with his back. Mm-hmm. So when Jay did the dive to the outside and he hit Roman like mm-hmm. uh, on like the small of his back, it was uh, unless Roman got really good at selling facial expressions, uh, it looked yeah. like he actually got hurt. Uh huh. Hey, mind you, he's like, mind you. I will say, I think Roman has massively impressed me for most mm-hmm. of this. Now, mind you, like I said, his matches are really predictable. Yeah. You could technically say that for every wrestler ever. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch a Stone Cold Rock match, you know what you're getting. Yeah. You're getting the greatest of all worlds. Like, you're getting the, like, oh, someone's gonna, no, no, someone's gonna oversell the other's finisher and all that fun stuff. But to me, Roman has improved so much from when he was the big dog. Like, mm-hmm. he, him leaving to come back as the tribal chief I hated Roman to death. I was mm-hmm. like, anytime Roman's on my screen, I want to stop watching. Mm-hmm. He came back as a tribal chief. I was like, this is actually interesting. Yeah. And you, I'm also the one that has said over and over again that he should have turned heel on the shield instead of, you know, mm-hmm. Seth. That's a horse I'll beat to death later mm-hmm. in a different video. If we talk <laughs> about that. Uh-huh. To me, like, he is massively improved from where he was. It's mm-hmm. the problem that I have with his reign right now is... And I'm gonna sound like a hater, and I know I'm gonna. It's gonna come off that way. I don't even think he's the best part of the bloodline. I genuinely think the Usos have been better. I think mm-hmm. that Sammy was better. I think Paul Heyman, whenever he talks, is better. Mm-hmm. I think the only person he's better than in the bloodline is Solo. Yeah. Where it's like he's now at this point, you are hoping Roman and Solo can hold up a ship that's already starting to sink. Yeah. And like. I will say this. 
I am fully prepared and I would love, I would love to be proven wrong. I would love for, from today going forward, September on the bloodline gets fixed and it ends miraculously. And everything I said today was wrong. Like hindsight's always 2020, but like leading up to this point, I feel like what we just said last year's mania was the pinnacle. That was like, that was where the championship bloodline needed the end. Like the tribal content, uh, tribal content. That's basically what it was. Tribal content, <laughs> uh, the tribal content that didn't need a title. Like, like that's the thing I've also seen to where it's like, so what's the prize here? The title or being tribal chief? Because like you're diminishing one by having both of them be the prize. Like, so what? I can't be the tribal chief unless I'm the champion. Like, I feel like it would have it would have been so much so much better if it's like, oh, well, he, he Cody gets the championship. Roman's got like Roman deals with the loss, the Usos loss that creates dissent in the bloodline. The bloodline starts to crack. Then it's like then it would have made more sense of like, oh, why a Jay or a Jimmy would have challenged Roman because it's like, oh, you're no longer the top dog. You lost your championship. You know what? Anyone could be tribal chief. I could be tribal chief. Boom. That starts the tribal content. That starts the the combat for everything. Like that would have been so much more compelling than, oh, he beats Cody. Oh, he beats so-and-so. Oh, he's going to fight Jay again. Oh, he wins. Like, to me, it's just like it It doesn't matter who Roman goes up against because Roman's just going to win one, two, three. It's going to be spear, spear, punch, punch. Let me get you down one, two, three, and I win. And I've, I follow in that same sentiment over to me. Everything mm-hmm. that's happened post-Mania hasn't felt like it needed a belt. Mm-hmm. Especially because the fact of, you know, a lot of it's just descent in the bloodline of where, like, and I get... What they're going for, if it's the, like, he's like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm the one who provides for the family. Uh, now, look, I understand, you know, kayfabe is different than reality. The Ottawahis are not struggling for money. Uh, no. Probably the greatest wrestling family of all time is not struggling for money. You know, when you mm-hmm. have the, f- or, sorry, the freaking rock. <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to put emphasis behind that one. I got, hey, like, man, halfway through I'm like, you do you, I got my pencil, we got technology, we're not doing it live. It's that's just the whole thing. To me, it's just like you know they want to separate reality mm-hmm. and kayfabe, but it's like, dude, we're in a, we're in a post kayfabe era. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows everything that everyone's doing. Yeah, you know, in reality, Roman's not a douche canoe. Mm-hmm. We know he's not. Like we've seen him be nice to people. Like he does charity work. He does mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm not going to believe he's basically Hitler. No, I'm not going to believe that. I would say it's basically harder to be a bad guy in wrestling now. Unless you're, like, actually a bad guy to the core. Like, unless you literally do what MJF does. And live the character. Literally never show any good thing you ever do. Mm -hmm. And just your only social media presence is being a douche. Mm. Like... That's the only way you can work now, because it's to me. That's why it's whenever it's like the oh, you know, I provide for my, I provide for the family, blah blah blah. It's like one, I know damn well, Rikishi ain't struggling for money. Mm-hmm. I know the Rock couldn't even care. The Rock yeah. makes more money than the whole family combined at this point, <laughs> even when he's not working. 
literally, The Rock can sleep on a pile of money that gets replaced every day, and he'll never run out of money. <laughs> like, let's be real here. Mm-hmm. We don't need to try to act like Roman's elevating the family. The Rock did that 20 years ago. Well, no. Will Ospreay elevates. Really? Elevated. If yeah. If you're, a, if you're even associated with the Anawahi family, you mm-hmm. get a job at this point. Hell, Nia Jax got a fucking job. Or, she sorry, might be coming years. back. I don't want her she anywhere near job. wrestling. He had a job because she's loosely associated with them. I guarantee Umaga's two kids are going to end up in <laughs> wrestling somehow. Like, mm-hmm. whole Anawahi family just gets a job because of the, the Anawahi family. I'm not saying yeah. that's a negative thing. The Anawahis are probably the best wrestling family ever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just one of those things that where that's the main part of it that I don't like, of where it's mm-hmm. like, no, the Anawahi family's not struggling. You're not some nobody Samoan family. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. when I say nobody, I'll use Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe? Like the only Samoan in wrestling that's not associated somehow with The Rock. <laughs> I know someone's going to probably pick that. Look, I darted a dartboard with some Samoan families. There is probably some mm-hmm. connection to the Anawahi family in there somewhere. Yeah. Like I- when you look at a Samoan family tree, you're looking at the Amazon rainforest of connections. There's vines leading to all these other Jesus. places. They're like, like we're, this is like our sixth cousin, but they're like 10 years older than us. Mm hmm. It's just, it's so annoying. That's you the said, part I don't like. Go, uh, really quickly here, you said a comment earlier that I said I'd get to here. Were you, it, it was about Gunther. You said that, what, he's the best champion right now? Is that what you said? I think, I think Gunther is the best current champ in WWE right now. And you want to know why? Because, like, right now, like, people, people might be thinking this and go, oh, Ricky's just hating on long title reigns. Gunther's had a long title reign. Every one of Gunther's matches has been bangers. Like that like that's the thing. If the matches were entertaining and weren't stale, then maybe it would be a different story. But like the the thing is the matches aren't great. The story has gotten stale. Like I I feel like I almost want to say that I agree with you. Gunther is the best champion because even with like the heavyweight championship, nothing against Seth Rollins. I think that that title is working like that title is working uphill because of the Roman stuff, because the only reason it was created was because Roman had both titles and raw didn't have a championship and they needed raw to have a championship. So it's like, I just, I just, I feel like Roman in general, this whole tribal chief character, if we're looking back in hindsight, has done more harm and more hurt to wrestling than help. It has not made WWE overall better in my mind. Maybe that's me being too harsh. I think... I think it's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things that we're like... I think it's fair to say this is the biggest storyline WWE's had in a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, and I mean, the numbers back it up and everything. My whole perspective of it just becomes... And this is just where I sit with it. Of, like, it's the biggest storyline WWE's done in a long time. Mm-hmm. But the problem of, like... You know, only a select few have benefited from it. Like, Sammy benefited from the fact of, you know, like, people were kind of 
iffy on Sammy for the most part. Really got people to like Sammy. Mm-hmm. Like overall, like it hasn't helped a whole lot of people involved. It's only really helped those in the bloodline because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, like obviously, you know, everyone in the bloodline has benefited because they're associated with Roman. Yeah, Roman's benefited the most. Like Sammy benefited because you know he was in it. And it's like, I don't think KO got any super benefit out of it, aside from just that he got good Twitter content out of talking about how the ref screwed him over because mm-hmm. they didn't count when uh, they couldn't get the handcuffs undone. Mm-hmm. Like, outside of that, like, I really don't think anyone's benefited from it aside from the bloodline. It's like, you know, if, you're, if your plan is for Solo to be the next big, you know, Samoan star in the company, or... Like, I'm going to be completely honest. With the way that Solo's presented to me right now, I don't think he can hold that mantle. Now, mind you, if they bring back what he did in NXT when he was the street champion, mm-hmm. I think you got something to work with. He does have a good personality, and, like, he's okay talker. He's not he's not going to elevate anyone too high in mm-hmm. a conversation. But, like, like, he'd get ripped apart by LA Knight. Let's be real yeah. here. So, I mean, most wrestlers would. I want to throw out here really quick. So, these are the pay-per-view title matches that Roman's had in the last three years. So right after winning the universal title, Clash of Champions 2020, he beat Jey Uso. Then Hell in a Cell beats Jey Uso in an I Quit match. Then at uh, TLC 2020, beats Kevin Owens. Then at the Rumble, Last Man Standing, Kevin Owens. Then at Elimination Chamber, beats Daniel Bryant by referee decision. Uh, Fastlane defeats Daniel Bryant with Edge as the enforcer. Um, WrestleMania, triple threat, double pins, Daniel Bryant and Edge. Uh, Backlash defeats Cesaro. Then he had Money in the Bank defeats Edge. Then, after Money in the Bank took a little time, SummerSlam 2021 defeats John Cena. Then we have, let's see, if I'm scrolling through, he had some some SmackDown stuff. Like, I know Xavier Woods, King Xavier. He went against Extreme Rules, defeats Finn Balor. Um, You've got Crown Jewel, defeats Brock Lesnar. Um, this is all 2021. Then he has the contenders with, uh, with King Xavier Woods. And then my point being, how many of those guys actually, like you said, benefited? The one that pisses me off the most is I mentioned it twice. I mentioned his name twice as the King Xavier. Xavier had momentum. And then the, this is not just because Ricky likes Xavier Woods and I like the new day. Xavier had momentum as King of the ring being King. What did feuding with Roman do positively for Xavier Woods? Yeah. Aside from literally Roman breaking his crown, nothing. Well, exactly. He broke his crown. He wore his crown. Like, you just you it was like okay Xavier's got momentum let's just squash Xavier like whatever the tribal like the tribal chief is the death in wrestling whatever it touches dies 
nobody like you maybe Sami Zayn, but guess what? Sami Zayn didn't go one on one with Roman at Mani. He went two on two with the Usos. The Usos are not the tribal chief. It's just everything eventually just kind of reaches a screeching halt when it Mm -hmm. hits with Roman. Yeah. Because Cody, I think, is the only one who's kept his momentum Mm post-Roman. Because, like, stuff with KO and Sammy, people are starting to kind of get tired of it already. Mm. It's just because the fact of, mind you, the tag team booking has been real rough. It didn't help that KO got injured again, too. Oh, and then also Sammy was on and off hurt, too. Mm -hmm. Well, it's one of those things of where, like, you know, Sammy's already started to cool off. Like, none of those people really got propelled to new heights mm-hmm. with their feud with Roman. It just kind of brought everything to a screeching halt. Like I said, Cody is the only one who really persevered through it and continued on. And I'll mind you, like, Cody's more popular than he's ever been. That's also, I think, just because people just like Cody. Mm-hmm. One, Cody, Cody just has the whole package of a wrestler. He can talk a great theme to sing along to in the ring like he literally just has everything mm-hmm. that's why to me i look at it as like he's the only one who could have survived it because like ko has all of that stuff let's be mm-hmm. really there's nothing to sing along with ko's theme yeah and i'm not bashing ko when i say this i love ko i mean seth rollins the whoa that's the thing you reach new heights when you have when you mm-hmm. can sing along to someone's song yeah but that's the thing of where it's just like ko is just kind of hung out KO just never really elevates higher or anything. Like, nothing ever really helps some of these people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's also because when you went through enlisting matches, I genuinely forgot 90% of those happened. Exactly. I forgot about his match. The only reason I remember the match with Finn Balor was because that was the Demon King, and he mm-hmm. beat the Demon pretty easily at that. Yeah. It's like, okay, so we just kind of turned the Demon into fire now. Okay. And that was what officially killed the Demon, because... Correct me if I'm wrong. That was the la- that was the first time we had seen the demon since the fiend beat the demon. No, did the fiend beat the demon at uh, SummerSlam? He never fought. He's brought he brought it out sometime around then. He never faced uh, the fiend with it though. Okay, because that's what everyone wanted. Was that's right. When they You're had right. The fin- You're right. He came out in the, the fin- wh- he came out in the white attire. That's what it was. Because they wanted it, because everyone wanted the Fiend versus the Demon, and then my mm-hmm. whole thought was like, brother, I want to watch the match. I don't want to watch 15 minutes of entrance of Finn crawling to the ring and then Ray walking slowly towards the ring. <laughs> I want to watch just that. But that's the thing. None of these guys benefited. Like, I just mm-hmm. love the random push in there of Cesaro just randomly getting a, an actual match against someone. Yeah. It's like, I completely forgot he had three matches with Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Remember the last one, just because I'm like I remember him getting the triple pinned. It's like, dude, yeah. imagine, imagine someone t- like imagine this rookie, mm. like eight years ago, peak of Daniel Bryan, double title reign. Someone told you that guy gets double pinned. I'd be like, get the get the hell out of here. The biggest star in wrestling at that mm-hmm. point. I mean, at least in the WWE sphere, because about around that point, that's also what AJ is doing stuff in New Japan. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. But the biggest star in WWE years later gets double pinned. Along with one of the guys who were previously one of the biggest in the Ruthless Aggression era. Double pinned. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, to me, I don't think it's benefited anyone. I like yeah. I want to say that it would it's benefited people. The list is so small, and it's solely because of the fact of what are any of them going to do post-Bloodline? Mm-hmm. What, Roman's going to go away for a little bit, just come back and beat Brock Lesnar 2.0? Yeah. 
Like, and I just... Like, what, Solo will maybe be relevant for a month, and then people will stop caring. Unless he is Paul Heyman. And I'll say this. Out of all the titles right now, you know what one I... Recently, like, I'm talking real recently. You know what one I've had the most fun with? The U.S. title. Because, like, here's the thing that, like, and yet again, I'm going to sound like an old head for saying this because, like, maybe this is my nostalgia taking over and misremembering things. But, like, so I grew up when I was a kid, the Attitude Era, like, 96, 97 was, like, the height. Started getting in when I was five, but, like, 96, 7, 8, those were, like, my A days. Like, I would say... Six, seven, and eight were the A days. Still watched in nine, ten, or in nine, two thousand, two thousand one. Kind of like two thousand three, two thousand four is where I started to fall out. Went to high school. My friends at that time didn't really watch wrestling, so I kind of fell out with it, and I didn't come back until my adult years. Like I still kept up with. Like when I still remember when Seth Rollins, um cashed in the heist of the century i remember seeing it trending on twitter watching it and going like oh that's cool like i i kept i kept a track from afar of wrestling but like didn't get back into it until what it was the new orleans wrestlemania the one that absolutely it killed me because coming into that mania i'm like oh man this oscar chick i really love her she's awesome like, like I, I, it was like a couple months of me, like, okay, who's going to be the people that I root for? And I loved Asuka. And then that match with Charlotte killed me. I hated that match. But like, my point being is, I think I remember as a kid, I could be watching a normal Raw or a normal SmackDown. Title could change hands on that Raw or SmackDown. I feel like that doesn't happen as much anymore. Like, let alone the title be defended on a Raw or SmackDown. If it is, it ain't going to change hands because they're going to save that for the pay-per-views. And I mean, and that's just kind of a thing that's happened with a lot Mm -hmm. of wrestling is wrestling has kind of moved towards the like, oh, the big moments happen on the pay-per-view because obviously that's the most money. But yeah, like that's just the whole thing of where to me, like I've had the most fun with the... Uh, intercontinental title, mostly mm-hmm. because Gunther's goat, basically. <laughs> like, it's literally just because the fact of it's like, even when, like, you get the feeling of it's like Gunther's not losing, it still feels it's like, the oh, like, they mm-hmm. could reasonably have Gunther lose here because the way that they book Gunther is like, okay, someone could actually beat him. Yeah. Roman, that you go into the match and it's just like, eh, well, you're going to see the couple hope spots if they almost win. Mm-hmm. It's like I think genuinely the only time I've been surprised in the entirety of the time that they were doing the bloodline stuff was when they had the weird tag match between the Usos and Roman and Solo where they had the Usos beat Roman. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, that is the first time we've seen Roman get pinned this whole time. And then he just absolutely beat the snot out of Jay. Yeah. And it's just like, cool. So this just didn't happen? We just don't care now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like... I'm just at the point where I can't wait for it to end. And the thing that sucks is, guess what? It's probably not... It it ain't gonna end anytime soon. If it does end, it's gonna end at Mania. And guess what? There's not even... If we're in the bottom of the third right now, Soapy, 
what WrestleMania? That might be the bottom of the fifth, maybe the bottom of the fourth. I don't know how long these innings see, are. Ricky, you got to think though. There's at least three more Anawahi family members out there that can join the bloodline. You got Zilla. You got I forget the other one's name. It's the it's the other Fatu. It's the mm-hmm. other of Umaga's kids. That there's those two, and I think there's one more. We got one more that we can plug in here. Or then, if we even want to start getting real wild, we put people who aren't actually members of the Anawahi family in there. Tomatonga, I think, is a free agent. All I'm saying, you just start just plugging Samoans and Polynesian people in here like they're nobody's business, and just be like, "Hey, look, both have tribal tattoos. That looks pretty cool, right?" I'm starting to hate the bloodline so much, like so much. Like it, I'm telling you this: if it go, if it goes past WrestleMania, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I my main worry is just and this is also my thing as well because mm-hmm. I know I had talked to it about about it with Retro before. Yeah. I don't get the point of breaking the records. Mm-hmm. They're already set. It's like when people bring up like those records, let's be real here. Mm-hmm. If I asked 90 99.999% of wrestling fans if they could name who's had the five longest title reigns, they couldn't tell you. He here's Guaranteed, also they couldn't name number 1 cuz here, let's be real here. Here's also the difference though. And this is something we haven't gotten into is so Bruno San Martino. That's number one. In case you didn't know the thing that was different about Bruno's time compared to now is you might know the exact specific soapy more than I, because you're smarter than I am in this. But like back when Bruno was champ, it wasn't like, Oh, there's a show on Monday. There's a show on Friday. And then there's a pay-per-view every month. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was like weeks in between shows because they were literally traveling like territory style. It's you would be lucky. Like, let's say like because they traveled in. I forget the exact area that Mm -hmm. WWE. WWE. Yeah. What would later become WWE traveled? Mm -hmm. I remember. I think they I think it was New York. And it was like places just along the East Coast, but like upper East Coast. Not they didn't yeah. go down south because they did not do good there. Mm-hmm. Like let's say like you have a show in Albany, New York. I'm just going to use that as an example. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's actually a place they ever yeah. wrestled in. Like let's say they start in Albany, they travel around. It may be a couple months before you see Bruno San Martino again. Mm-hmm. That's why to me it's such a big problem with people bring up that record and like, well, is anyone ever going to break it? No. Yeah, because no one's going to want to watch someone every day, mm-hmm. like every week for seven years. You yeah. champ, like, because then at that point you eliminate all competition. The reason why I genuinely think Bruno has that record that'll never be broken. Mm-hmm. No one will care about someone for seven years straight. Exactly. The only reason people did with Hulk Hogan is because he fucking just flexed was orange, had like neon yellow hair and just like body slammed a big dude one time. I mean, and let's he, be I honest, though, yet, discrediting Hulk Hogan. yet again, wrestling during Hogan and the mega powers yet again, a different kind of wrestling where I hate to be like this because it's kind of like a. It's kind of the SHIT show way of saying this, but like how uh, Max Landis said it in Wrestling Isn't Wrestling, where it was like, I'm the bad guy because I'm the Russian guy and I'm bad. And it's like, I'm the American. I'm the good guy. I'm the. That's what it was. 
and Hulk Hogan, baby. And Hulk Hogan, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. He was the good guy. People want like, and maybe, maybe that's another thing that goes into this that maybe we haven't talked about. Like, would it be different if Roman was a face? Do long title reigns work better for faces than they do heels? Because you're looking at somebody and you want them to be champion rather than I look at Roman and I hate his actions and I hate what his character does. And I go, I don't want you to be champion because you're the bad guy. You're the guy I don't want to win. And like, I, I don't know, maybe this is me putting real world into my wrestling, but like. The world beats me down enough, Soapy, in my everyday. The last thing I want to do is, like, I get in stories, sometimes the bad guy's going to win. And that can create compelling stories, because in order for the little guy to win, the big guy has to have power. But at the point the bloodline's at, the world beats me up enough in my regular life. Then I got to watch wrestling, and the bad guy's got to beat me up even more. Like, it's just not enjoyable. Well, especially because I think it's just one of those things of where, like, no one's believable to beat Roman anymore. Because mm-hmm. he's beat Brock so many times. We already saw Brock was an impossible hurdle for everyone else before. And at this point, I don't even know if Cody's done what he needs. Like, Cody's not any better. He had a feud with Brock. It's like, so the only thing is, like, okay, cool. They've both beaten Brock at this point. Mm-hmm. One of their brother knows Cody's going to be the one to beat him. Because they keep mm-hmm. doing the finish the story and all that fun stuff. Like... You know what they... Sorry to cut you off. You know what they should be doing with Cody? And I think me and you talked about this. Every single feud that he has now until Mania, now until he challenges, they should be hinting at him picking up a skill that's going to help him beat Roman. Do the Mega Man approach. Every boss you beat, you gain an ability that's going to help you beat the final boss. I mean, yeah, may as well. I mean, because at this point, that'd be more interesting than just him feuding with Brock because Brock's a hater. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing of just where me, that's, I think, one of the biggest downsides right now mm-hmm. in wrestling is just Omen is this unbeatable boss that's just sitting there. And it's anyone that goes against him, you just know, like, yeah, they're going to lose. Yeah. Where, like, you know. You had the one time that everyone was like, oh my god, wait, this guy could beat him in, in Cody, and it just didn't happen. Well, now, should have beat him. Yeah. Like, you know, and maybe maybe this is also just a thing as well, mm-hmm. of like, I guarantee we would look at this storyline completely different if we were kids. You know, as adults, you know, like, for like, obviously, that's the same thing with everything. Yeah, I... Like, when I was a kid, I genuinely thought Great Collie murdered Rey Mysterio when he head-chopped him and the blood came out of his mask. I'm like, he's killing my boy! Stop him! I mean, with me... I'm trying to put myself back into, like, my kid self, because... I don't know about you, I never sided with the bad guy when I was a kid. Sometimes I always I always was a good guy Stan like I was always siding with the good guys so for me I would probably just hate Roman as a kid and root against him because what I'm meaning is like of how like right now we're just annoyed with it we're just Mm -hmm. to the point of like we're just done with it what I mean is like as a kid would you be more invested because it's you know like like I said as a kid you know you don't understand everything as much yeah we're like me, I almost think, like, if I was a little kid watching this, I'd probably enjoy it. 
Because, like, you know, for instance, like, even as a little kid, I didn't like Super Cena. I didn't like the Cena beat all the bad guys, mostly because mm-hmm. by the time that I started liking a lot of the bad guys, that's all the people he kept beating. Yeah. But, like, to me, I almost wonder that, like, if we were little kids again, and, like, we had the belief that wrestling was real. Mm-hmm. It was, like, if we would carry that same sort of, like, mentality that, like, I know I at least, I know I used to have of, like, no one can beat John Cena. He's John Cena. Like, I was that kid. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if, like, it's that weird mixture of, like, wrestling feels catered towards younger kids, but at the same time not. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if we would look at this storyline differently if we were younger. Now, my, I, I make it sound like I'm, like, 70 years old. I'm yeah. only 22, turning 23 next month. But. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Maybe a little bit. But, like, yet again, to answer your question, I think about when I was a kid. And the re- one of the reasons I asked you the question at the beginning of the podcast, I'll kind of give a deeper answer. One of the reasons why I love Stone Cold Steve Austin is because when I was a kid... He was what I envisioned I could be. And not like I'm not saying like, oh, wearing jorts, a vest. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like the way he spoke to Vince and the way he told his boss off. I would watch Raw and it'd be sometimes like, yeah, you know what? I wish I could tell my teacher off. I I wish I could tell my principal off. Like, you know what? They made me angry. I wish I could do that. I was living vicariously through him. Like, oh, this this bully at school. I wish I had the stones to tell him off like Stone Cold would tell off um, the guys who bully him. But then I think about another person during my childhood that had literally a time called the reign of terror triple h yeah people hate it but i think about as a kid i really didn't view it like people view it now because i remember being a kid and every time he would do something it would be because he was a he was a chicken heel and every time be like wait 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 he's cheating look at that no no you can't do that you can't do it because kids the ones that are good kids are really like, this is the rule. You can't break the rule. And the problem with Roman is, I don't know many ish, like, unless I'm just forgetting them, there's been some times where it's like, oh, Roman is the heel, broke the rules. But there's not a lot of times where it's like, oh, he only won because he breaks the rules. Where Triple H's were like, he was breaking the rules 99.9% of the time. That's the only reason he was able to hold on. Like, I am not better than you, but I am smarter than you, and I will break the rules to have you to basically to win. Like Eddie Guerrero, I'm going to lie, cheat, and steal my way into championships. Roman is like, it's like they're trying to do Triple H's reign, but without the cheating part, it's like they take Super Cena and put him into the Triple H storyline. Where it's like I look at Cena or I look at Roman and go, oh, you're just trying to build him up as an unstoppable force that will never be beat. Because, I mean, he half cheats because they have it to where, like, the bloodline Mm -hmm. gets involved in every match. The ref is always blind. Yeah. But, like, I'm saying him himself, I guess. I mean, there's been a couple of times I keep low blows people, Mm -hmm. but, like, it's very rare. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's one of those weird things of where, to me, it does kind of feel like they're trying to recreate, like, the Reign of Terror, but they don't realize the parts of the Reign of Terror that people liked was when yeah. Triple H lost. Yeah. Well, and there was a part, there was a reason why we called Triple H the Cerebral Assassin. Because he was playing 3D chess, or 4D chess, however you want to look at it. He was playing a chess match of, like, I'm not just going to come in there and Basically, it's Superman, Superman, Spear, Spear, Spear. It's like, what, are they trying to make Roman into Goldberg? Because Goldberg didn't need a title to be Goldberg. If that's what you're trying to do, he doesn't need the title to be an unstoppable force. And I'm sorry, when champions are unstoppable, it usually gets boring after a while. Case in point. Like, I think the only time champions aren't boring when they're unbeatable is if you make it believable they could lose at any time. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's why I think Gunther's really good. If, like, you know, they built up Gunther to where, like, yeah, Gunther's a BA. Mm-hmm. He is going to beat the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. Like, you reasonably could be like, yeah, like, a good place finisher can beat Gunther. With Roman, it literally feels like the, all right, guys, we got to get the gun out, shoot Roman at least three times. <laughs> Because the first two ain't going to put him down three times, bury him under cement for a week. Is this is this Nazi zombies? We got to get the ray gun. We can't beat yeah. Roman without the ray Guys, gun. Guys, keep, keep hitting the box until we get the wonder weapon to beat <laughs> Roman Reigns. We have, to do the, we have to do the wrestling Easter egg to be able to beat Roman. I just like... I just, I feel like when it gets to the end, it's going to be, like I said, relief. Relief that the reign of Roman is over and hopefully new days are ahead. Brighter days are ahead. Because I definitely think like because I know we talked about this at least when Mania happened, Mm because I know I believe Sean was on the side of like he was fine with the reign continuing me. I don't think many people will look back at this reign fondly. And the reason why is because the fact of to me. Nothing matters from about the reign from when you start till you end. All mm-hmm. that matters is the end. Yeah. If your reign ends in a really good way, if it's a feel-good moment, mm-hmm. or it's a heartbreaker, whatever, that is the part people will remember. I don't care what you did in the middle of it. I don't is, care about that part. Is there a way, let's say Cody beats Roman at Mania, that's the outline. Is there a way they can do it without it just feeling like, oh man, I wish they would have just done that a year ago? Or is it That's inevitable? the part that I don't know about. Problem is, to me, and I know this is going to happen as soon as he circles around back to Roman, they're going to mm-hmm. just mention Dusty again. That's all they're going to do. See, they're going to circle. See, but I it. liked that. I I liked the, and they did it in the documentary for Cody. I love that Cody came in with a mission of, no, I don't want any other title. I Like, because this was when they had the Universal and the... WWE championship. He didn't think twice about the universal. He's like, I want that one. I want the WWE championship. Cause that's the one my father never won. And because I told my father, that's the one I'm going to win. After he cut that promo where he showed the picture of his dad, like holding it up, but like he didn't win because of uh count out. I was all in. I was like, yes, this is how you drive that story. It's my thing in just and we can talk about Cody at a different point in time because I have my own opinions on it. But yeah, it's just I don't like that 
the whole feud just centers around Dusty. It's like, I'm not watching Dusty, I'm watching Cody. I don't want to... Mm-hmm. Like, that's my thing. It's just, I know it's going to happen. And that's the thing I don't look forward to, of where it's like, is every feud that Cody gets involved in just going to be, hey, I'm going to mention your dead dad. Like, I know I joke about that. I like when Christian does it. Yeah. Because Christian just does it randomly. Mm-hmm. He'll, he will make it part of the feud that your dad's dead. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it's... I don't look forward to the fact of, you know, when that inevitably happens again, where it's just going to be like, cool, it's just going to feel like this time he's not going to get cheated and he's going to win. Yeah. the they Like I said, they should have pulled the trigger at Last Mania. The only reason I feel like he brings up Dusty so much now is because he does want to win that title for his dad. Like, he actually said that to his dad. I believe him when he says that, and it's like, that's... It's not like, oh, bring up your dad because that's all you are. It's the kind of like, hey, this is my motivation for winning that championship. Like like I said, we'll, we'll keep that for yeah. a later time when we talk about it. But it's just like, I, the question I asked you, I'll answer. No, I don't think there's a way that Cody wins at Mania and we get that happy ending where we then look at the Roman title reign positively. I think there is zero percent chance that happened. That boat has sailed. It's just full on. Like, oh man, they should have done it last year. But hey, went full it's Ocean over. Gate on us. It was going. It was sailing down. It had a mission, and uh, it yeah, who crumpled up? Who who's who in uh, WWE creative is writing this show with a GameCube controller? No, it's a scuffed Xbox. controller. <laughs> yeah, you're right. A scuffed a scuffed Xbox controller playing SmackDown versus Raw. <laughs> It's Triple H just got that weird like Wildcat gaming controller. Those really <laughs> shit. Those really bad Dave, ones. Dave used to have one of those. He used to have one of those. I, gu- I guarantee that was the second player controller. Yep, that was those that everyone's yep. second player. I will say in my house, I never had a Wildcat controller. I only had actual controllers. That's. Is that a flex? Is that that a rich kid flex? I don't know. Uh, No, I think that's more of just the you weren't a bad person (laughs) flex. It would have made someone playing a wildcat controller. You're a a sick creature. I'm one of those, so I I I wouldn't see the thing. I wouldn't buy third party third party stuff like controllers. When I was a kid, they didn't market it as third party. They were just like, oh, we make (laughs) controllers for Xbox. I'm like, oh, I need a new controller. I need a new controller. Um, Soapy. I said it was going to take an hour. It about did. Any final thoughts on the Roman, <laughs> the Roman uh, title reign? I do hope that they can turn the bloodline story around and mm-hmm. make it interesting again. No, and maybe maybe we're just in the minority. Maybe there is that chance that me and you are in the minority and hey, not being I, giant fans I, of I, it. I would I would love if we are. Because then it fits the podcast name. We're heel talk because we talk about the things no one else. We're we're, we're heel talk because we have the we have the opinions that no one else has. <laughs> we're edgy. <laughs> well, look at that thing. I hope they can steer into a direction that's interesting. I hope that they can salvage it. I hope they find mm-hmm. a way to make the title reign feel good. Because like, yeah. I'd like for his title reign to end good. Because like I said, like mm-hmm. I've come around on Roman. Like I used to not be able to stand up, mind you. I'm at, I'm at, I'm kind of back to the point that I can't stand him again. Yeah, but it's solely for storyline reasons. Mm-hmm. Like I want the, I want Roman to have a good title reign. I don't. I mean, mind you, there are people I am genuinely happy when they fail. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a generational hater when it comes to that. But like when it's you know like I want to see Roman have a good title reign. I want to have it that it's next time I see Roman in like four months when he steps mm-hmm. away and then comes back because. 
Brock Lesnar and beats Cody in two seconds. Yeah. And we get Bloodline 2.0 with Tama mm-hmm. Tonga and the other half of the Anawahi family. You're really pushing this Bloodline 2.0, man. They may as well at this point. Oh, like, I... Go that's ahead. just my whole thing. Is I, I, I hope they find a way for it to end good. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't just end on that cathartic, like, thank God it's over moment. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. It's just, to me... I think it's a it's a real tough ship to sail right now of how you manage to steer it into that feel good moment when it does actually end. That's not just oh thank God it's done. Yeah, I just to me like I just I don't think that like this is something where you know like it's like you're watching a TV show and the story's going and you're like wow it kind of took a kind of took a turn for the worst man I hope it gets better I hope it gets better. I hope it gets better. Uh, and then eventually you get to the point where it's like, yeah, it ain't going to get any better. better. It, it ain't going to get what, any better. I was going to say, what show is that? Isn't it like Supernatural or whatever that has like 20 seasons of people like, it stops hey, being good after Dave, this. Like, I just Dave, it was good enough to get 20. Dave likes Supernatural. I have never watched Supernatural. Remember, Supernatural, the one that has like 19 seasons of people like, That's it stops with being the two good brothers, after like the I think. Two I just know that it's a show that has a bunch of seasons yeah. and that people are like, it used to be good, now it's not good. I'm like, don't you have 19 seasons? And obviously, <laughs> uh, people cared about it enough to get it to 19. Mm-hmm. Didn't Isn't One Piece like that? No, One Piece is one of those shows that people are like, it starts off rough and it gets better. Okay, but isn't that like over like hundreds of ep- episodes and it's still going? Hundred, hundreds and hundreds. Thousands? They're over a thousand at this point. Okay. I was gonna say like, I knew like it was 1096, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. They're still not even close to being done, and it's like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. I'm never picking that up now. But that is gonna do it for heel talk. Before I give the little spiel soapy, I got some stats for you. So right. I uh I mentioned to you around the 55 minute mark about how <laughs> oh, many swears go. you had. The <laughs> so think about this. The first hour of the podcast, you had 50-some swears. The second hour, you you had two. (laughs) Hey, let's go. People who listen to this podcast are going to be like, wow, it was a paradigm shift from hour one to hour two. (laughs) There's probably one or two that you didn't catch when I started. Probably. Like, I, I feel like there's a couple more. I think there's at least five in the second hour. There, there are, you know what? There was, there was one where you went to say the F word, you said F you, but then you didn't finish it. So I'm like, oh, I don't have to bleep it. Cause he didn't officially say the word. I caught, you caught myself. yourself. <laughs> so in, in stats, I'm 2.5 in the second hour. <laughs> but, I can actually say I got halfway through. Yeah. But that is going to do it for heel talk. The wrestling podcast of MVP. Uh, If you like the show, let us know what you liked about it, what we can improve about it down below. Uh, This will be by swearing, guys. I promise you, I will find a way to (laughs) word around it. Get prepared for the B word replacement being Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Uh, This is going to be bi-weekly. So the next time uh, that we will see you is in two weeks from now, which will probably be. Let's see. We're recording that on the 13th because record these on Wednesdays. So we're probably going to see you guys on the 17th is the next episode and then after that if you want to keep up with the schedule the schedule by the time this is out will be updated on mostvaluablepodcasts.com where you can also catch the audio versions audio versions will 
Also, I plan to have them on Spotify, Apple, all of that, so that uh, they might not be out there exactly when this goes live on YouTube, but do know we are working on that, and the audio will be available on the website. Uh, make sure to join the Discord. It is truly the greatest community in the in the universe. We have a wrestling channel. You can talk wrestling with us down there in everybody, everyone that's in the MVP Discord. You can talk wrestling with down there we also do watch watch alongs for pay-per-views so like if you want to watch pay-per-views with us we're always watching pay-per-views in the watch along channels uh if you want to support us patreon.com that link is down below websites down below and hit that subscribe button if you guys want to check out more with mvp want to thank you guys for everything you do soapy i want to thank you for a banger of an episode one can't wait to have many more five star shows with you in the future, but thank you guys for everything you do. And as always have a good day, everybody. Bye. Yeah. I finally get to do that again. (laughs)